Looking at the security marketplace in 2014, what is the investor's view of the trends and technologies that will have the most impact? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. It's my pleasure to be speaking again today with Alberto Yepes, Managing Director of Trident Capital. Alberto, thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Tom. Alberto, we spoke for the first time about a year ago. How would you say the start of 2014 looks different to you than the start of 2013? You know, I think that there's a general awareness now that the threat is real and businesses have to take it seriously and there's a lot of investments required to protect information and individual privacy. When you look back at 2013, you know, around this time it was the RSA conference and we had a, you know, an awakening call when we had the Mandian report, the advanced persistent threat, and, you know, people circulated that document saying, wow, so people are in our networks trying to find out what we're doing, what we're not doing. There may be intellectual property being uh, taken away and, and, you know, a lot of uh, business information being compromised. But I think people heard of it kind of tried to internalize it, tried to make some investments. It was it was a good thing for the industry because uh, there was a recognition that indeed there was a real threat for not being able to protect our information. But since then to now, what we've seen is that even very sophisticated intelligence agencies are unable to protect their own information, both from an insider threat and from uh, making their technology robust and being able to protect critical intellectual property. So I think if you fast forward, you know, 10, 10 to 12 months since the Mandian report, you know, all the um, the news around, you know, where our intelligence community and agencies are facing in terms of having, being able to not be able to protect the information, now the potential of uh, individual privacy being compromised. So people, it's not only the business issues, but the individual issues that people are saying, wow, how do we work in this new world of, you know, mobility and cloud where our information is freely flowing around the world and how do we better protect? Um, And then when you couple that with the most recent reports right out of the uh, holiday season with all the you know, breaches in the retail store, which starts uh, with Target, Neiman Marcus, and other retailers. And the fact of the matter, it wasn't just a simple attack itself. So uh, people were in those networks for a while, and they were collecting information for a while. So a little bit of what the Mandarin Report did raise us an awareness. Now we're looking at part of our industry being very much mined by a set of actors that are motivated by commercial gain. But also what's not being said yet is some of the intellectual property theft that could occur around the same type of uh, attack. So I I see an industry that has become more aware, more more acutely aware. And I think I see board of directors now scrambling with what does it mean to be breached, to even have members of the board that know how to react. Um, I think there's a little bit of a uh, year 2000 when we looked at financial transparency and we went after CFOs to get become chairman of audit committees uh, to make sure that, you know, 
proper disclosure was being done and, and financial perspectives were, were added to the, uh, to the board, now I see the need for bringing cyber awareness at the board of directors level because it's not just the fact, this is not a technical issue. It's not the fact that we got that act and some credit card information was lost. It's the fact of the matter is uh, this is business critical information and the ability to compete in a global market. So I think the industry is evolving by accepting that the threat is real. It's, it's, it's not necessarily specific to an industry. And it's not just the business information being compromised by the individual information being compromised, individual privacy. You're seeing a number of investment firms or new investors coming into the, in, in, into information security to figure out what companies to, to fund and, and what kind of solutions will be required to, to protect against this uh, real threat. Well, Alberto, you gave us a good overview of 2013. You talked about the Mandiant Report, which really elevated the status of the nation-state threat. You talked about the NSA disclosures, about the retail breaches that we saw at the end of the year with Target. What do you see shaping up to be the hot trends of 2014 that are going to attract security investments? I think the trends will just continue, that this, that this continuity that we have seen but new technology is becoming more widely adopted. Uh, last time we talked, uh, I, I said that innovation in security doesn't happen in a lab. Innovation in security happens every time there is a, flat, a shift of technology platforms. That's when we had a centralized environment in the mainframe, we control access to information. We knew what was going in and out. But now the fact of the matter is that given that mobility is more widely adopted, the cloud is more of a delivery mechanism, to, um, to consume information, the virtualization is now the foundation for the new next generation data centers. And then the fact that we're trying to create social aware applications, all those four different factors are becoming more widely adopted by the business because indeed it allows you to better engage with your customers, better engage with your suppliers, and to become more of a real-time business. But with that adoption comes the, the fact that there's a lot of white spaces or, or, you know, new threat vectors that haven't necessarily been completely analyzed or, or protected or detected. Therefore, I would say that the general trend is now, now that we've seen the wide adoption of, of mobility, if you want to take one, each one of the, the four topics, mobility, cloud, social, and virtualization, in mobility, we, we're going to move from focus on managing the device to really protecting the information in the device. So I think we had a huge wave of uh, uh, bring your own device and a lot of MDM vendors, the managed, uh, mobile, mobile device management vendors that really were top of mind and people were trying to get their arms around how do I manage all these devices coming to my enterprise. But it's not about the device. It's about information we're trying to protect. And if you think about information is produced by application, but information is, is a core correlation of the data and it's being produced by applications that sit on devices. So now the, the shift is going to move from mobile device management to mobile application security, mobile mobile information security. That's a huge trend and you've seen some early consolidation in the market where you've seen uh, you know, some of the early winners in the MDM market being, being um, acquired by larger companies. 
but I think the whole issue about mobile application, mobile data has not been resolved. It's going to be very critical to figure out um, how to protect the information that you are consuming in your mobile devices, regardless of whether it's an iPhone and, and um, Android device and potentially Microsoft. Um, so you have that trend number one. So the other, it's a, a lot of people are trying to figure out who the winners are in mobile application security. And there's very few companies that are really solving that problem. And so that's trend number one. Trend number two, virtualization and, and you know, getting the whole software-defined network and software-defined storage, everything software-defined. Virtualization becomes the core foundation of um, enabling that. So virtualization now is shown the fact that, you know, a lot of the activity where you have maybe data loss prevention technologies that work in the, in the physical network do not, do not have the visibility in the virtual network. So many of the SIM vendors, the, the, the security information management vendors, that have visibility in correlated data coming from a lot of the physical network logs don't have the visibility into the, the virtualized uh, environment of virtual networks. So you'll see now... a. a Next generation technologies that really will be a, will be driving, provide that visibility to the existing tools, but new tools will be able to manage access, control, and privilege into that virtual environment. They may be into storage, you know, processing, application, virtualization, et cetera. So that's a second major trend. On on the third aspect on cloud, you you, you know you've seen a lot of related relations to, you know, how you manage keys and if there's an organization that can subpoena you and give you the key, you're a service provider, now you're going to compromise data from, from a business of an individual. But the reality is now how do we manage encryption keys where where you have more of a peer-to-peer -peer network or, you know, no one can really have access to that key management and, and indeed the information can be protected in that regard. So that's another trend. And when it comes to social engagement, social aware applications, I think it's more where do you draw the line and understanding more activity monitoring, what, what people are using or doing with that information that is publicly available, and how do you really prevent that information being misused. And, and, and also getting the consumer to become more in control of what disclosures they want to provide it and, and also provide an opt-in model. If you like to be be served, you know, uh, certain offers while you walk into your favorite restaurant and you, you opt into that model but not necessarily, uh, you know, having to, to just be the default. So I would say you'll see your four massive trends have been brewing for a while, but I think 2014 will make it more real. So when you look at the mobility, look at new mobile application security companies, we have an investment in a company called Mokana that you should you should watch because it's really dealing with how do you protect information from transactional systems like SAT and others. Then in the virtualization space, we have a bet on a company called Hytrust that is helping provide visibility to the physical network world. How do you manage access policy information in the area of cloud? You know, I think finally time has come to companies like Qualys that deliver security like that Salesforce did as part of a fast delivery. People are more comfortable now consuming them in that model despite the fact that their information or metadata may be shared in a, in a, in a common cloud, public cloud environment. And when you come to social, I think there's still not a lot of bets that have been a lot of activity monitoring where we ourselves are trying to focus on that area and trying to figure out how do you bring analytics and security together. 
All those four factors combined with now a regulated regulatory environment that is only going to increase in my comments around the board, directors around cyber liability, how do you deal with cyber insurance, what are the controls you need to put in, and what is the investment required to do that in order to protect intellectual property, and then combined with that threat vector being real, not only for nation states, but also financial motivated actors that, you know, it's just raising the bar. Alberto, we're seeing a lot of volatility in the marketplace. The market is up, it's down. We hear talk of correction, and of course, there are some high-profile acquisitions in the space as well. How does all this activity impact security investments? You know, I, I believe that you know security is here to stay. Security is not living in, the, in, in a bubble. Um, there are some very strong fundamentals and very few public companies that, uh, in the security marketplace. You will see a lot of investors more attracted to. Do new firms like like the you know the FireEye, Qualys, and others? My general sense is that despite the fact that we think that we're going through a bubble or uh, in in some of the um, next generation technologies with consumer and uh, advertising and so on in Silicon Valley, I think security we're just at the tip of the iceberg of trying to solve the problems of you know how do you protect information, business information, and individual privacy. Um, I think we will see more and more next-generation security platform companies get into the public market. And uh, I believe uh, while there may be volatility in the market, you will see very strong performance in the security space. Expect a lot more consolidation because, as you know, and we discussed this before, public companies in the last five years were more playing into – they didn't invest in innovation. They, they, they were focused on, on their balance sheets. But now that we have a, a, a growing economy again, they're trying to figure out what to do with the money that they accumulated and trying to maybe buy into innovation by acquiring some of the emerging and more innovative security companies to complete their portfolios. Alberto, a final question for you. Uh, we've talked previously about some of the smaller marketplaces. What developments do you see in some of the other international uh, regions? that really ought to get attention in the U.S., U.K., and elsewhere? You know, uh, it's interesting. I was uh, I was in Spain uh, towards the end of the, the holidays visiting one of our, our companies and met with a number of entrepreneurs, and they were saying, given that the U.S. is unable to protect individual information, we're going to try to provide cloud-based, mobile-based email applications that can protect individual privacy because we're going to host that data in Switzerland. So, you know, it's a... A little bit of the trying to say, okay, we can set up the same infrastructure that exists in the U.S., but we can provide guarantees in the fact that your information can can be protected because it's not going to be subject to specific subpoenas and all that. So it's interesting. The innovation is coming. The cycles are coming from everywhere, not just in the U.S., but now the ability to set up infrastructures, especially cloud infrastructures in, in other regions of the world where you can, you know, privacy can be protected. We're seeing a fair amount of investment going on there. Even you know, Google, you know, set up uh, one of the data centers, bought bought some significant mm-hmm. land, and they're doing investments in Taiwan to put some of the data centers. So it's interesting because it's not 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 just technology, but the location of the data in the legislation around those countries that may make it more attractive from a deployment standpoint to be able to create infrastructures that are outside the U.S. And, and potentially have have a certain impact in our own companies in, in our base in North America, and and then some of the big companies are becoming say, hey, we're a global company, we can make investment, we can host the data anywhere. And but at the same time, you you have certain 
geographies like the Singapore and the EU, they're more protected about where data can go and how far they can get. So it's it's more location and hosting of private information or business information that may create another set of companies that bring innovation into into the space, not necessarily just pure technology or functionality. It's, it's more location of the data. Roberto, you always bring me new insights. It's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, thank you again for the opportunity. Look forward to seeing you at RSA. I think uh, the show is becoming, uh, again, uh, uh, there's a lot of interesting con- controversy as we get into it, but uh, I think we'll we'll learn more about talking to people that have, they're in the front lines. They're really day in, day out trying to protect our information. So thanks again for, for the opportunity to speak. But talking with Alberto Yepes, he's the Managing Director of Trident Capital. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.